0: It's another day, I'm another John, and this is Another Note. Today's edition of Another Note is titled, What to Do with Pain. Our scripture reference today is Ezra, Chapter 1. As always... May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and hearing of his holy word. In the first year of King Cyrus of Persia, in order that the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be accomplished, the Lord stirred up the spirit of King Cyrus of Persia so that he sent a herald throughout all his kingdom and also in a written edict declared thus says King Cyrus of Persia, the Lord, the God of heaven has given me all the kingdoms of the earth, and he has charged me to build him a house at Jerusalem and Judah. Any of those among you who are of his people, may their God be with them, are now permitted to go up to Jerusalem and Judah and rebuild the house of the Lord, the God of Israel. He is the God who is in Jerusalem and let all survivors in whatever place they reside be assisted by the people of their place with silver and gold, with goods and with animals, besides freewill offerings for the house of God in Jerusalem. The heads of the families of Judah and Benjamin and the priests and the Levites, everyone whose spirit God had stirred, got ready to go up and rebuild the house of the Lord in Jerusalem. All their neighbors aided them with silver vessels, with gold, with goods, with animals and with valuable gifts. Besides, all that was freely offered. King Cyrus himself brought out the vessels of the house of the Lord that Nebuchadnezzar had carried away from Jerusalem and placed in the house of his gods. King Cyrus of Persia had them released into the charge of Mithradath, the treasurer who counted them out to Sheshbazar, the prince of Judah. And this was the inventory. Gold basins, 30 silver basins, 1,000 knives, 29 gold bowls, 30 other silver bowls, 410 other vessels, 100. The total of the gold and silver vessels was 5,400. All these sheds brought up when the exiles were brought up from Babylonia to Jerusalem. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. This is a perfect story to tell on Valentine's Day. Obviously, I'm a day late, but I only read about it yesterday myself. It has to do with love, but not as a fairy tale. It's the story of Theodore Roosevelt. On Valentine's Day, 1880, he and his fiance, Alice Hathaway Lee, announced their engagement. This was a joyous occasion. Their wedding was later that year, and they spent the next few years happily married. Tragedy struck in 1884 on Valentine's Day. Alice gave birth to their first child a few days before, and her health quickly deteriorated afterward. When Roosevelt made it back into town to be with her, he learned his mother was also gravely ill. He made it to see her, but she died soon thereafter. Within a few hours, Alice also died. He marked the day in his diary by drawing a big X and wrote, The light has gone out of my life. I can't imagine the pain of such an experience, whether it would have been on Valentine's Day or any other day. The way I heard the story this experience transformed Roosevelt. He concluded both his mother and wife died of illnesses related to overcrowding. His mission now was to address those situations in urban cities. And we can read the rest of that story in our history books. We all endure tragedy in some form. And when we do, important questions emerge. Their answers can only be certain through the lens of the pain of your experience. We like to think we know what we would do beforehand, but pain has a way of changing us. We won't know how until we know. So what becomes of our tragedies? How do we heal from them? What parts of our lives go back to normal? Which parts are never the same? And are we always supposed to do something with a tragedy? When drunk driving cut my sister's life short, I decided to remind people to not drink and drive. It would be my way to honor her. Did I have to do that? Can we agree the last two years have been a collective tragedy? If so, what do we take From this experience, it feels like we're approaching what we can call the end to the pandemic. What happens next? Surely this won't be just something we live through. How has the love of God helped us and shaped us through this time? Let's connect this conversation to Ezra one. What emotions do you think filled the people of God when they heard they could return home from exile? Did they understand what happened to them in the first place? What did they envision life would be like after their experience of exile? Your answers might help you understand your own experiences. It's inspiring to consider stories like that of Theodore Roosevelt. He was able to take his pain and direct it toward a greater good. Is that what God calls us to do? If so, What might that look like for the church as we emerge from the trauma of the pandemic? Stay blessed. Thanks for always supporting another note. This is our daily devotional. I'll keep writing and recording as long as you keep listening and we keep growing. If you ever find another note on iTunes or anywhere else podcasts are available, Make sure to leave a review so others can join us. The easiest way to connect with me is online at anotherjohn.com. God be with you.